Welcome to Futures Forum, mind-sharing ideas, innovations, and best practices. Hosted by StoryCraft Lab in partnership with Hub, this episode is part one of Connecting Hybrid Communities. In this conversation, we gathered industry experts from Intel, Hub, Opus Agency, and Modev. We have the StoryCraft Lab team and Amelie and Katie and Schumann uh, and Naomi, that's me. We'll, we'll all be kind of playing with you guys in the sandbox today. Uh, we have got also Dan Noak from Modev. Hi, Dan. Hi. Hello. Uh, Justin Boone from Opus. Hello, Justin. Hello, we get a wave there. <laughs> Christina Schuler's joining us from Intel today. Hi, Christina. Hello. <laughs> it's nice to have you with us. And we've got Ali Magia, of course, from Hub. Hello again, Ali. Hi. <laughs> so we're playing around today with ideation. We've spent a lot of the season so far with Futures Forum talking about um, kind of theory and thinking behind um, a lot of the components of hybrid. And for the last few sessions here, we're going to actually start playing with ideation. What would it mean if we applied some of these ideas? What kind of other brilliant ideas can we um, inspire in one another? So we're really going to approach this through a yes and or a plusing exercise. Uh, we'll begin with one idea and we'll just keep working around the, the Zoom grid of <laughs> photographs here until we just run out of speed and it's time, uh, it's time to, to change. Now, just as an example for those that haven't done a yes and exercise before, we could start with an idea where I say, what if we created a cafe where virtual and live attendees could connect and network at an event. And then uh, Amelie might say, yes, and? <laughs> yes, and how about that coffee house has, you know, a little shop attached to it where you can also buy things on site or have it sent to yourself. Okay, yeah. And then... Uh, Ooh, Dan might say yes and. <laughs> yes and, what if we create a series of coffee houses that, and they can all communicate with each other so you can go to just a local one. Oh, very cool. So we're now thinking about the satellite event. I like it, I like it. Uh, and then I might say yes and, what if we got those DMCs involved from the satellite locations that could bring to, get, you know, bring to life different venues virtually <laughs> and Ali might yes and <laughs> it's Monday I, I need some production <laughs> of coffee to play yes and um coffee in the cafe yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> perfect <Dan. laughs> um I think I would say yes and how do we um how would we provide the right uh, environment for people in those cafes to feel comfortable connecting both in person and virtually? Mm. And Christina, over to you. Do you have a yes and? <laughs> um, so I'm new to this, but um, going off of what Ali just said, I was actually thinking to connect folks some type of virtual um, map that shows like you drop a pin of where you're located so you can see where other folks are calling in from or visiting from to create some type of cultural connection or maybe I'm 
from California, but I want to go somewhere in Spain. So I find someone in Spain and I go talk to them. So it's kind of trying to create the, the connection. The global connections really come to life. So you could explore it uh, from that perspective. So really, yes, and people could drop into conversations with one another based on that geographic location. Mm -hmm. And I suppose then one yes and I might offer is what if we had a few celebrities or VPs or folks kind of floating around the network that could also drop in <laughs> unexpectedly to some conversations <laughs> that are happening. <laughs> Justin, yeah. oh, oh, Ali, go, go, go. <laughs> How do we um, sort of capture those surprise and delight moments to be able to be marketing them publicly to continue to see the increase in registration throughout the actual program? Now you're thinking about content going out throughout the event. I love it. Justin, do you have a yes and? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so when we think of a coffee house in a traditional sense, they're a hub in our communities. They're a place that we we put post-it notes up or flyers up for promoting our own gigs. We invite musicians and artists to put up artwork. We, you know, whatever it is. So how do we bring that to life now in a way that we're we're incorporating our 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 community across the board, whether you're there physically, whether you're there digitally participating in that, what are those mechanisms for engagement that foster that sense of community destination around this in the same way that we're so accustomed to in a physical environment? Wow, that's amazing. So we have imagined between us all here a coffee house virtual connection between satellite live and virtual attendees <laughs> with folks dropping in potentially performers right Justin that connect us globally culturally <laughs> and um, with you know it sounds like almost different scales of conversation then beyond the one-on-one -on -one, you could enter a room that's more of a, a lounge and you've got a DJ you've got some music happening different type scales of experience Totally, totally. And it rotates, it evolves throughout the day. You know, you, you think of any coffee house, you're programming it with the, the music that's playing, with the artist that comes in and you've got a random improv show on a Thursday evening, whatever it is, like it becomes a thing. So you bring that into this digital environment and now in a global capacity, it's even that much more exciting. That's incredible. So we yeah. really kind of end up with a, um, an environment then that's there the entire time. We're not telling people to network in this location between specific hours <laughs> that it becomes yeah. broken. Ali, was that? Well, I, I was going to say yes, and that oh. I feel like people in events want different things at different times, right? You have the European that's attending in a central time zone that's tired at a specific time, and then you have the West Coaster person that's just waking up that's super excited and has tons of energy. And so one of the incredible things about virtual is that we have the opportunity and in person, but uh, we have the opportunity to create different types of experiences so that if you do want the hyped up music and, you know, the things going on and you've got the energy that you can do that or that we can create optionality for attendees to say, or you're, you learn best in the morning. So you're going to go study during this time. So I don't think limiting people to a specific time and being prescriptive 
that never worked in person either. It was all about choose your own adventure. So how can we create those moments and create them at multiple different times throughout the day to allow people to choose how they feel and how they learn best? I love that. You know, I was the kind of person that if I was told to go network at a dedicated time <laughs> on the schedule at a specific location, that was probably one of the most awkward uh, interactions. <laughs> that someone could ask me to engage with. So, you know, I think I love the idea of kind of leaving it out there for people to drop in and engage with. And coming back to the idea of performers, if you have the idea of like live music at the coffee house, it can be live and in person as well viewed for the like the virtual audience, or it can be like virtual performances, right? So, which also breaches that divide that Ali was talking about with different time zones or, you know, just accessibility that band from, you know, Asia might not be able to travel in, but can still perform for the whole audience. Brings so like a whole new idea of global, um, yeah, identity, identity to this. Do you, I think are you kind of coming back to Dan's yes and, which was the kind of satellite idea. You might have these satellite stages where different local acts kind of come yeah. on. For sure. Yeah. Wow. Pretty epic, you guys. <laughs> Thank you. That was a successful first round, I think. Now, Dan, you did note in the mural here that you have an amazing idea. Was that you? If you want to start us off, we'll try another round of questions. I'm going to more than anything, but I can offer an idea. I was, I've been thinking recently about in-person, how we create in-person components again. And um, one of the things that came up at Motive was, what if we post people things? And then what if we post people videos? So how do we create an exclusive component to some of the events that we're producing? And we were thinking about pre-recording a, a talk and then actually uh, mailing it to people so that they open a box and they have a screen and they're able to exclusively watch this talk or lecture or something happening. And then they have to mail it to the next person and mail it to the next person. It's really with, along with a note or some kind of review or, or piece of added content, almost like this plussing exercise, right? Where they're adding something to it and they're mailing it on. And it becomes quite a tight community of things happening and people generate connection through very 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 personally so you'll do one-on-one -on -one mailing something to something someone and so i really like that idea of going back to basics and instead of getting more high tech get more low tech and get and go backwards almost so you could i mean that's essentially kind of gamifying the building of community before the event yeah and there's um there's a really cool i forget the name of it now but there's a really cool geocaching game it has a particular name but people leaving uh, uh messages for people in very specific locations and you can look those up and they're, they're all over the world it's incredible so anybody can go and find one of these messages and leave something in a geocaching location for somebody else to find and i love that form of gamification it's a very very old school tied to um, very very high tech right it's all conducted through an app and the locations are recorded digitally, but at its heart, at its core, it's something quite lo-fi, which feels quite fun. I was just talking to someone today about how events have always happened because of the connection. And we always tried to bribe people with alcohol, right? Come to the happy hour, you'll drink a little bit, you'll loosen up, and so you'll actually talk to someone, right? And then... <laughs> Or we would come up with activities because 
what I find is you put people into a room with nothing going on, it's very awkward and they don't have a way of connecting. It's sort of like getting in an elevator and the first thing everyone does is pick up their phone, right? Because there is no distraction. You're in a small space with no one else. And so as I think about experiential design with events, so much of that is how can we provide a shared experience, a shared conversation, something that has commonality and activity together that provides that community. And so I love that idea, Dan, of just having them participate and do something together. You know, some of the best events I've ever gone to in my life is where I've met someone and then had an experience with them doing something together. And so ways that we can try to find to curate that, even in really large events, how do we do that to create smaller groups, more intimate groups and get people to truly connect and participate? I just had something to add, Dan, what you're saying because of homeschooling. Um, I've been working a lot with my kids apps and there's an, there's a, a website called Flipgrid. I believe Microsoft owns it. And it's just that exactly the teacher records themselves and they have frames, they have emojis and stuff and they record themselves with a question. They pose a question to the class and then each student has to go in and record their answer and post it to this. And it's, it's a self-contained, so it, you know, because of privacy. And then each student has to watch each other's and make a comment on it. So by the time you're done, you've answered the question and you've commented on everyone else's. So you as a student have everyone else's comments um, and those can be either recorded or they can be, you know, typed in. But that's what it was kind of making me think of is my kids' Flipgrid account. And, you know, last year, because school ended so abruptly for them, they did a big goodbye video to their teacher using Flipgrid. So they had music and all this fun stuff. And then they also had assignments that they were doing. Um, so I've been kind of playing around with it. It's, again, it's very much focused towards the school-age child, but something like what you're saying I think is great for that connection piece and like mailing it on to one other person. I really like that collaborative energy there and the fact that you're putting something of your own touch into it. You know, that makes me think of, uh, it makes me think of at the Untethered event, we had all of these words of inspiration and we asked kind of at the event for everybody to come up and say, you know, what's your word of inspiration right now? Like I chose empathy and, uh, you know, um, I think Ali had a few different words that you changed according to the themes on the day, right? But if we were to take that, and it was wonderful because it kind of at the event was building that energy and that attention to something that was core to the message. But if we took that and applied it into a flip grid ahead of the event experience, you know, we're sharing with one another ahead of the event. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what it does then is, you know, really build that engagement ahead. By the time we arrive uh, as event organizers, we don't have to spend too much time getting people kind of ramped up to that because a lot of that positive, additive energy has already started to happen within the community. Um, so it could become just this beautiful animation almost or a kind of video I think Christina you're referring to with the kids Mm -hmm. that add their kind of insights one-on-one that you know could actually celebrate and start you know what if we then played that at the opening uh, of a conference you know wouldn't that be uplifting you know to kind of see how engaged everybody is and it's most basic you know you could you could do a kind of uh, family cookbook (laughs) people could could submit their own recipes or tweak recipes i suppose would be another yes and (laughs) 
for that. And um, hmm. any other yes ands on this one? I love this one. I'm almost thinking of like the flip animations as well. Like if you had a creative group and you got people to um, add on to somebody's picture <laughs> or a sketch or start another one, um, that you could string that together into almost like a flip book animation, you know, as you go through the pages. I feel like people really enjoy the opportunity to co-create and being able to have a voice and have the opportunity to share something that's core to you makes people feel more aligned to the experience that they're in. And that's something that we don't necessarily always get in an in-person event. So to me, that's a differentiator with virtual is that we can give voices to people that previously wouldn't have had a voice and we can give them a platform to be able to share their opinions and their thoughts and ideas. And so to me, this is all about people talk about engagement. And to me, engagement is not number of chats someone sends. It is how did they participate in the event? Yeah. And so the more opportunities we give to actually participate, the more that they're going to feel engaged and that they're going to get the value out of the event that they need. And so things like Flipgrid are awesome. You, Everyone likes to see their picture on stage, right? It's like, okay, it's my moment to shine. So this is their moment to shine, but without the anxiety and terror that comes with getting on a keynote stage, right? So. <laughs> We're having to say something like coherent for longer than, yeah, 60 seconds. <laughs> or or Pachachka. <laughs> oh, goodness. That was a word that we had to like, Pachacha, <laughs> figure out for uh, Untethered. Because before before we got the uh, the masterclass there, I was talking about Pachacha with a very English accent, which was completely wrong. It's so true what Ellie, what you mentioned, because also the thing, if you co-create something, it's almost something you can take home, right? It's something digital, but you can theoretically print out if it's a piece of artwork where you're represented. I mean, that is something in the virtual sphere that I think is often missing this. If you don't get like a little box ahead or something of that nature, you don't have anything physical to take away. You have a couple of PDF downloads or slides that you might really enjoy, but they're probably gonna like get lost in your download folder. So having something physical that maybe even afterwards is mailed to you, to virtual attendees, in-person attendees, something that you all co-created together. So that could be something that starts before the event. People can add to it throughout the event. And then at the end, it's kind of turned into a Flipgrid book or a flip or something that is then kind of sent as that takeaway piece. Yeah. Oh, even like the idea you put on the mural, Naomi, the giant mural. I'm like, if it's some sort of artwork, you could maybe you get a poster afterwards. Yeah. Hang up. There's not enough of in virtual space, in my opinion, not enough of asking people to work for the content because it always, you know, at, a, at an event, you have to get to the event, you have to go through a registration process and you have to turn up on time and everything virtually is done for you. So it's too easy. We need, I, I feel like the missing component is asking people to work for it and then <laughs> receiving some kind of payback for all of the work that they put in. Uh, I think that's a, that's a real missing element at the moment. It's just yeah. Like, really, let's get hands on with this. And then recognizing it, right? You know, I think that there is huge value in that, just kind of feeling present. You've contributed something, you know. It goes back to accountability. You know what I mean? There's a lot less accountability when we think about uh, most 
digital events that we participate in in the world. Sure, I signed up. Chances are it's probably free because right now people haven't figured out how to define a real value around it anyway. So of course, I'm just going to sign up to it. Maybe I'm going to show up. Maybe I'm not. Who knows, right? We we recognize that our audiences are so lackadaisical in it right now because there's no accountability. It's not like someone's standing there next to you telling you to put on a proper shirt, get out the door and go and represent yourself well in the universe. We don't even have to do that right now. You know, we don't even have to turn our cameras on. So if we can start to instill that sense of accountability in people that this is worth me investing in, then we'll, we'll likely see that engagement increase as a result of that. Not just as a result of that. Certainly there are other factors at play when we talk about engagement, but that is something that we all have to work a little bit stronger towards solving for is that instilling a sense of accountability in our audiences. And my theory is people want to be asked as well. People are, people want to be asked to invest in something and they're not being taught unless they've given a set of instructions or here is what I want you to do to be part of this. And it's hard, but um, you're going to, it's going to be worth it. And I think people would really jump at that. I think that's why Niantic have been so, successful with the pokemon go live events where which are still going on because it's one of the few things you can run socially in a socially distanced manner but it's not easy to take part but but you do get a a huge amount of benefit and a huge sense of community just by taking part and being in the broadly the same space i mean actually people are these events are obviously stretched out over several days or several weeks in spaces that are enormous, but you do still feel part of a community because you're all engaging through some kind of digital technology, but people are being asked to take part in a way that isn't, isn't easy. They're being asked to represent. So I think just to build on your point, Justin, I think that's totally right. People, people probably want to be told how to get involved and want to have approach something in a way that isn't necessarily super easy, but they're, they're happy to happy to invest. Great. You guys, thank you so much for ideating with us today we'll do a little bit more around journey mapping in a couple weeks time um, which i'd love for you guys to come back and we're going to actually try and kind of fit it into a a journey (laughs) which will be an interesting exercise but always fun Um, so yeah huge thanks dan nope from modev christina schuler from intel justin boone from opus ali magyar from hub it's been great thanks ever so much for your brilliant minds